Hey everybody, it's Jesse Pornock, the Director of Marketing here at 7 Figure Flipping. FHL is exactly one month away. We're all super excited to see you in San Diego, and we want to kick off our Road to FHL series. That's what this podcast series is. We are handpicking some of the best presentations given on the FHL stage over the years and putting them here on the podcast to get you excited for what's to come. This presentation is from 2020 when Flip Hacking Live was completely virtual. Remember when the world got shut down? Nina Ferreira reveals her ultimate productivity hack and shows you how you can transform your life and business through the five key steps of time management and productivity. It's an amazing show. It was one of people's favorite favorites from that year and you don't want to miss it if you're not coming to fhl this year what are you doing it's a month away get your tickets the ticket link is in the description that's enough for me here is the podcast my name is bill allen and i'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called seven figure flipping we don't brag or show off our success but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide we are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity. And that's why we are the elite. We are Seven Figure Flipping, and this podcast is our playbook. Hi, everybody. My name is Nina Ferraro, and I am so, so excited to be here with you today. I'm going to talk to you about what's called the ultimate productivity hack. And um, for those that don't know, like Bill said, I own a company called Boldy & Co. It's my business partner, Mary. And we are a company that is rooted in productivity. So whether you're a new entrepreneur or want to be an entrepreneur or you have an established business, you need to know what I'm about to talk to you about today. Now, just by you being here, I already know that you're different. I know that you are ready to do awesome things and I am all the way here for it. But I also know that we are asking a lot from you over the next few days. We're asking for a huge time commitment, a huge energy commitment. But all that I am asking for you is just the next 45 minutes of your day, okay? If you can give me that, I can promise you that I am going to give you some massive, massive results in ways that can change your life, change your business, change your success line. I'm so pumped. So here's the deal. My question for you all is, we all need what? We all need what? Tell me in the chat, write it down in a notebook, speak it out loud, give me that energy. We all need more time. Time is the easiest thing for us to take for granted and it is the hardest thing for us to get right. It is honestly the most elusive thing in the world. And one of the primary barriers for most people when wanting to amplify their business or start a business is it's not money, it's not confidence, it's actually time. All right, what I wanna take you through next is I want to tell you a little bit more about who I am so I'm not such a stranger. And the reason that this is really important to me is because I'm what's called a relator. It is deeply, deeply important to me that I know the people that I'm talking to or working with or friends with. And on the flip side of that, though, it's also really important to me that who I'm talking to knows who I am. So I guess the main point of that is that it's it's not enough for me to come here and tell you what I know. I really want you to know me and I want you to trust me, okay? 
So first off, if you can't already tell by the way that I talk, I'm from Wisconsin. I went to college at the University of Wisconsin. And after I graduated, I spent the next 13 years in my career as a strategic consultant in the tech space. And I was primarily hospital and healthcare-based technology. And what I did was I worked with hospital leadership, helping them come up with their business plans and financial strategies. And then we um, implemented their tech strategy after that. And I would work on projects that ranged from maybe 25 to $100 million. I also spent ample time during those years growing the companies and consultancies that I was working with in some pretty significant ways as well. Now, beyond my corporate career, I want you to know that I too am a real estate investor. My husband and I have a real estate investing business here in Southeastern Wisconsin. And I'm married, I have two children that are six and nine years old, and I am 37. Now, what I wanna do is zone in on just, sorry, what I wanna do is zone in on my first five years in the corporate world. So I'm working as a strategic consultant, I'm in the tech space, and the reason I wanna zone in on this is because this is really where my company and what I'm about to talk to you about today was really founded. So in a nutshell, it looked like this. I traveled the country every single week, from Sunday to Friday. I'd leave Sunday morning. I'd get home Friday night at 10 or 11 p.m. I'd get one full day at home, which was Saturday, which is usually spent catching up. And my travel would look like this. I would go from home to a hospital. I'd meet my team at another hospital. I'd go to a corporate office in Boston. I might go to a corporate office in Chicago and back home. And I would just do that over and over and over again, week in and week out. I typically work no less than like 60 or 70 hours per week. And honestly, I was so overworked. I was so stressed that I started to develop panic attacks. I started developing migraines and major back pain. I was just constantly on edge. I was constantly angry and mad at the world. I ate really poorly. I didn't take care of my health. And I was like, I made no time for myself and I barely made any time for the people that I loved. Now, what I kept asking myself was, what was it all for? I had missed just about every single meaningful event in my life for those first five years in the corporate world. And it's honestly still pretty painful to think about today. So what I want to ask you, what I want you to put into the chat, what I want you to write down in your notebook or speak out loud is what have you missed in your life because you haven't had enough time or because you were too stressed or because of work? Has it been your kids? Has it been time with your partner or friendships? Have you neglected your dreams or starting your business? A few years ago, I was in your exact same spot, thinking about everything that I had missed because I didn't have enough time and was so overworked and so stressed, and I couldn't find my way out of it. And during those years, I honestly would have done anything to just get some more time. So now I want you to tell me, what is time to you? Time is what? Time is what for you? Surprisingly, it's not money. Time is, and I'm attempting to go to my next slide here. 
everything. Time is everything. Time is the one thing that we don't have. It's the one thing that we think that we can't create. But I am here to show you today that you absolutely can. So think about this. When you have more time, you have the time to amplify your business or start your business or be with your partner or be with your friends and get time with your babies. All the things that you are missing in your life become possible when you have more time. It has the power to give you all things. Now, here was my problem, though. I'm in this first five years of my career, right? I'm like about 27 years old at this point. And I had no one on my team, no one in my leadership that was willing to help me. They all knew I was out there working away and that I was struggling with it that I was overworked, putting in all these hours, and no one offered to help. No one said, how do you get more done in less time? How do you get your stress under control? How do you improve your well-being? And to be honest, I'm still like pretty angry about it today to think about that. So my question to myself was, who was going to rescue me? At the time that all this craziness was going on in my career, I knew somewhere deep down that I wanted to own my business. So like, I, I'm guessing that for a lot of people here, if you're in a corporate job now, you know that you want to start your own business. Or at some point, if you're in the corporate world, you knew you wanted to have your own business. It was just in you. And that was me too. And I also knew that I was interested in real estate investing, but I... I don't know about you, but for me, I come from a family that like is extremely risk averse. We didn't talk about money. You don't talk about lending money, borrowing money. Uh, you don't talk about any strategy and formulating wealth in your life because that would not allow you to be grateful for just what we have here. And honestly, the only, I guess, piece of real estate that my family has ever owned was like the house that I grew up in. And I didn't even know that that was called real estate. <laughs> until I was in my 20s. So that was where I was coming from. But listen, I was too scared at this point. I'm 27 years old. I, I did not have the guts at this point to go off and start my business, let alone in real estate investing, which I really didn't know that much about. But I also knew that I just could not continue to stick around in the corporate world where I was so stressed and overworked. So I needed to do something about it because honestly, I felt like I was about to have a breakdown. So what did I do? I got to work. I got to work rescuing myself. Here's what I wanted to do. I wanted to get more done in less time while improving my behaviors, my mindset, and my well-being. I wanted that total package, but I had no clue where to get it. So the first thing I did was I said, okay, I'm going to try some cheap stuff, right? Or free stuff. So I tried cheap planners from Target or Office Max. I looked up every free article or cheap book that I could get online. I would do free coaching consultations and none of it really had any effect. I was applying everything that it was suggesting. suggesting. So I realized I had to go off and create my own stuff. So what I did over the next two years was spend thousands of dollars and hundreds of hours of my time researching and learning and developing new tools and methods and models to figure out how to get what I wanted, which was what? It was I wanted to get more done in less time while improving my well-being. 
And over those next two years, I would develop something, I'd try it out and maybe kind of work or it would fail entirely. And I would try and fail more times than I could count. But finally, finally, what I was doing started to work. And what I had done was create a productivity system. This was the culmination of everything that I had just done for the past two years. And when I started to use my productivity system, the awesome thing about it was that it was like a miracle occurred. It was like the very next day I was getting more done. I had less stress. My day and my week felt easy. And I just knew like I had something really, really good. So the next year, I was promoted to a people manager of the team that I was on. And the team was utterly toxic and broken and overworked. I mean, this was the team that I had come from. They were all like me. This is what that team looked like. We had 24 team members. Eight people on that team were looking for new jobs. Okay, 30% of the team was ready to leave and go elsewhere when I started, you know, as the manager of this team. 16 to 20, I had estimated, were actively disengaged. Okay, so what this means when you're actively disengaged is you're basically there to collect a paycheck. You do what you have to do to get by. That was like the culture of the team, okay? And then the last piece of this was the year prior, five members of our team had left. So this is, you know, on average, I remember our percentages were about 22 to 25% voluntary turnover or attrition. But then I started to say, you know what, I'm going to apply my productivity system that worked on me to my team. And I'm just going to hope that it helps them reduce the number of hours they have to work and maybe reduces some of their stress. And we'll see what happens. But the results were actually really, really interesting. So this is what the results looked like when I applied my system. We had 500% employee growth. We went from 24 people to 130 people. Like our clients, what, I, what that should really say to you is our clients kept saying, I need more of your people. I need more consultants like that. Give me more. And we had this demand where we had to bring on more team members. We also had 96% employee retention. That's like saying nobody on our team wanted to leave. That's phenomenal. We also had 600% revenue growth. So our revenue was growing faster than the people on our team, which is obviously ideal in a business. And we did that in 24 months, 24 months. So I'm seeing now at this point, my system is starting to get results that I didn't expect in their results for somebody else's team, for someone else's company. So that's when it like really hit me, like this system really works. And when I had that realization, it kind of like allowed me to go back to my dreams, right? Allowed me to say, you know what? I think I can start my own business because I have now more than rescued myself. I more than rescued my team. And I think I'm ready to start my own business and get into real estate investing. So I took the plunge while still working in the corporate world. And now again, 
I had no experience in real estate investing, but I applied my productivity system that I had created. And within two years, we had almost $2 million worth of assets and we had enough passive income that we were able to retire my husband from his corporate job. I have just simply applied my productivity system to every aspect of my business and my life from here forward. And let me tell you, I'm like I said, I'm 37 now and I'm on track to retire by the time I'm 40 if I so choose. And I attribute it to my productivity system and to real estate investing. So let's talk about the productivity system that I have been telling you about, okay? There are five key steps. I want you to take notes as we go along here because it is important that as you follow the system that you go in this particular order for the most impact. All right. The first piece of the system is that you must have a life vision. Step one of the system, you must have a life vision. Think about this. Here's what happens. You graduate from high school, you get a job. You go to trade school, graduate from trade school, get licensed, you get a job. You go to college, you get a job, right? Or you start a business and what happens? Your whole life gets shaped under the job or your career or that business. It tells you how much money you can make. It tells you when you have time for your family. It tells you when you need to work. It tells you, uh, you know, if you have time for travel or money for travel. So we flip that on its head and we say, no, this is about you having a vision and a dream and a meaningful reason why in your life. And we craft that very carefully. The next step that we have is we move on to your business vision. So we started with that life vision and now we move to the business or career and we say your business or career will support your life vision. It's not the other way around, okay? And your business vision has lots of little pieces to it, um, but essentially what we break this down into is your business strategy, your behaviors, um, goal sets by year. We do 10-year, two-year, and one-year goal sets. And then the smallest piece of this is we break that down into what you're going to do in the next 90 days. We say, what are the five big things, the five big milestones that you're going to do in the next 90 days to make this a reality? When you do this, this allows it to become something realistic and not just a vision or a dream. Now, the third step of this process is what I call building blocks. So we take that 90-day plan, those five big milestones, and we blow it up into a project plan. And this makes it become very tactical and practical, which is what we need. We need to be able to take action on it, and we need there to be no mystery about it, okay? The fourth piece of this productivity system is that you need to know our productivity methodology. We've created a methodology that allows you to take your project plan for your day, your week, your month, your quarter, whatever it is, and implement it in the most efficient, purposeful, intentional way possible. And the last and final piece of this system is that you need to understand the science and psychology behind your unproductive behaviors and mindsets. And when we teach you that, we show you how to shift them into powerhouse behaviors and mindsets. 
So like I said before, I teach this system to new entrepreneurs, to people looking to advance their career. I teach this to um, established businesses who are looking for another edge. And there are a lot of amazing entrepreneurs here today and people with that mindset. You're often visionaries or you're futuristic or daredevils. And that is amazing. That's what you really need as an entrepreneur. However, one problem that exists is that this personality type also struggles with the details and the planning and putting it into action and staying focused with it. So today, I wanna talk to you about step number four of that productivity uh, system, which is our boldly productivity methodology. I want you to walk away from this today, being able to start on this immediately, okay? You can literally leave here today and get going on this and you will be able to get two or three times more done right away, okay? Now, hear me out. If the idea of having a list and a plan and sticking to that list and plan does not appeal to you, what I want you to ask yourself is this. Do you think the most successful people here at this conference or the most successful people out there in the country or the world are operating without a plan or without a focus? Do you think they just walk into a day without a purpose? No way. And you shouldn't either. I will say this, my own husband resisted me, which I still give him a hard time about today because he told me, you're not a list person. And as soon as he finally listened and adopted the productivity methodology, our business and his life changed like the next day. All right, so let's get to it. I'm gonna show you this productivity methodology, how to be more purposeful and selective about your time and to give yourself more time. All right, here is the simplest version. Now, what I want you to do is look at your screen. I want you to see what's on your screen right now. This is a daily page in our planner. So we have created a planner that supports the methodology, but what's important for you to understand here is the method, okay? Not necessarily that for years, I operated with this methodology out of a notebook, okay? So, what you're seeing on the left-hand side of this page, this is a page for Monday, you're going to see time increments starting at 7 in the morning, and you see 7.30, and they go by 30-minute increments. The next column that you see is for meetings and commitments. And then the final column on the right-hand side is for productivity and action. I want you to think of these as your to-dos, um, your tasks. I call it action, right? What are your action items, all right? So the first part of this system is that you need to cross off time that you need for meetings and commitments. Now, here is a failure point for most people. What we do is we just see our electronic calendar and it appears to our brain like we actually have a lot of time open in a day, but you don't really, because here's why. You have more than just meetings. You have other commitments in your life, like being with your family, family time, getting your kids ready and yourself ready in the morning, driving somewhere, getting your kids to sports and activities. So your calendar actually tricks your brain because you just maybe have meetings on there. And a lot of times we don't have all of our commitments on there and it's deceiving and it sets us up to fail. It sets us up to think that we have more time than we really do. 
So what we do in this step is we're crossing off time or writing in all of our meetings and all of our commitments, okay? Now, what that does is it opens up for us to understand how much time we really have in a day. Now, you would be doing this for every day of the week, right? So what you do here is you calculate how much time you actually have left to do productive work. And now there's two steps to this process, okay? So here's the primary failure point here that most people, they don't do this and here's why they fail. They don't add up how much time that they have. And what they do is they go blindly into a day or a week and they just go, I've got all this stuff to do. I'll just figure out how to get it done. Do you ever? No, there's always things that get left off and you can't figure out what happened with your time. So we add this up. So you can see here, I've got a two hour block, another two hour block, an hour block, and then a three hour block. All right. So it looks like, okay, I've got eight hours. Here's the second part of this step. You need to actually calculate less. So the reason for this is a day is not perfect. Something always goes wrong. So think about this, like computer doesn't work right. A task takes longer than usual. A kid gets sick. We have virtual school going on. So I'm not going to walk into a day thinking I have a perfect eight hours. No, for me, I call it my 75% rule. I actually calculate 75% of that time. So when I walk into this Monday and every other day of my week, I'm making this calculation. I'm going, I really only have probably six hours to get productive work done this day. All right, does that make sense for everybody? All right, so I'm gonna move on. Our next step is we do a brain dump. This is the third step of the system of the productivity methodology. In this step, what you are doing is you're writing out every single thing that you want to achieve for the next week or a future week. You're gonna dump out every single thing onto this page. With this step, here's the failure point. The failure point is that we try to keep this information in our heads. And when we, when we try to keep it in our heads, we use a lot of brain space. We use a lot of energy trying to do that. And that takes away from our ability to be productive and to focus and be creative. So we encourage you to immediately put it down on paper. Don't use that brain space for it and get it down and capture it, okay? Now, in your workbooks, if you received the workbook for this conference, I want you to open up your workbook. This is in there. But again, you do not have to do this in the workbook. You don't have to necessarily do it in our planner. If you have a notebook with you and you prefer to do that, that that's what I want you to do. And I want you right now to start writing down what you want to achieve and get done next week. This could be for your full-time job. This could be for starting your business or amplifying your business. This could be with your family. Now, you're not checking the boxes here or anything off to the right of the yellow section that I have highlighted, all right? You're not saying if something's a priority, please don't do that just yet, okay? So please get started on that right now. I'm going to give you about a minute or two to work on that. I want you to get into the practice of doing this.
This takes thought. This takes time. What's everything you want to achieve for next week? Start writing that down. Doesn't matter how big or how small. I don't want you to leave anything out. Major projects, starting a new business, signing up for a seven-figure flipping. It could even be small things like email, laundry, cleaning the bathroom, doesn't matter. You may even want to think about things for your well-being, like working out, exercise, food prep, meditating, church, doesn't matter. Put it all down. Essentially, if you want to get it done, you're going to write it down. So I'm going to give you 30 more seconds. Keep going. Use this time. Put your energy onto that paper. We're going to be referring back to this exercise. So don't just sit there. Don't just listen. Start putting a few things down because you're going to have to react to that in just a little bit, okay? All right, so I want you to wrap up. I know you probably didn't get done. That's okay. This was just about the practice, just about the habit. So now let's continue on with the methodology. The next piece of the methodology is about scrutinizing your brain dump. And we're going to scrutinize this in a couple of ways. The first thing that you're going to do is categorize a task. And you can categorize a task in four different ways. A task can be a priority. It can be urgent. It can be something that you delegate, or it could just be everything else, okay? Now, if you've dozed off, if this is not your cup of tea, I need you to come back to me here and tune in because this is where everybody messes up. We tend to think that everything is a priority. We think every single thing is urgent. It is not. I cannot make that clear enough. A priority is something that is strategic. It is big. It is creative. It moves your life and your business forward. I would even argue with you that you should really only have one or two priorities in a given week. And People honestly get very upset with me when I tell them that because they're like, how could there possibly only be one or two priorities? Everything's important. Everything is urgent. I want to tell you something. Our culture, our times, our bosses have fed us a lot of lies, a lie that everything is just as important as the next. That does us no good. So Please be careful about that. If you're checking these off right now, not everything should be a priority. You should maybe have two or three things on there, two or three things that are urgent. Now you have two other ways on here that you can categorize something on your list, on your brain dump, right? We said that you could delegate it or it could be called everything else. So the name of the head came about because I said, well, it's not a priority, it's not urgent, and it's not something I can delegate. It's just everything else. 90% of your list should be just everything else, okay? So I want you to go to your brain dump in your workbook, start categorizing it, priority, urgent, 
everything else, delegate. I'm going to give you just 15 more seconds here to do that. And then we're going to move on. All right. Now I'm going to ask you to scrutinize your brain dump in another way. You're going to look at each thing on your list here, and you're going to provide or put down a time estimate for it. And then you're going to add up how many hours that totals for next week. So for example, I usually estimate in 15-minute increments. So if something's going to take me 15 minutes, I put 0 0.25. 30 minutes is 0 0.5. An hour is one, right? And I may have tasks on here that I think are going to take me five minutes. That's okay. I put them at 0.25. I may have other tasks that I estimate are going to take me 10 hours. Great. Put it down. Don't get stuck on this. I want you to do it quickly. Do your best and be ready to move on. All right. Now, here is the final part of this methodology. And this is the most important part. So we're back on this daily planning page, right? The fifth and final step is to know your zones so you can plug in your tasks. So at this point, think about this. You know how much time you truly have to do productive work, right? Because we crossed off those meetings and commitments. We added up our time that we have each day of the week for action. We applied our 75% rule. And then we documented everything we want to do and we scrutinized it, right? We categorized it. We did time estimates. Here is where the serious magic comes in. You need to know where your tasks go. Not every task can just go anywhere where there's open time. We each have what I call three zones. You have a green, a yellow, and a red zone, okay? What I mean by that is a green zone is where like you are just insanely focused, right? Like your brain is just on fire. You could work forever. And by the way, a green zone is probably not nine to five, okay? It's not just standard working hours. So for me, I go through a green zone usually between 6 a.m. and noon. I am on fire. I could rule the world during those hours. But as the day goes on into the afternoon and evening, I start getting my brain is a little bit slower. I'm a little bit more reactive. I am a little more sensitive to sensory stimulation. Okay. So the thing is, you want to plug in what to your green zone. This is the magic. What goes into your green zone? What type of tasks? If you guessed your priorities, you're right. Those two or three things that you put on your brain dump where you said, these are the most important things that move my life and business forward. I need to put those into my green zones. Then after that, you plug in the things that are urgent, the things that are everything else and the things that you can delegate and you never ever waver from this. Okay. Now what we just did in a nutshell is find a way for you to become more productive. Productivity is having the keen awareness of where you're headed plus the time, you know, understanding like, okay, I know the plan. I know where I'm headed. 
I know how much time I actually have. And now I know how to be intentional and purposeful about it. Okay. It's not reacting. It's about acting and it's about acting in accordance with your plan and vision. This is about having the discipline and the consistency to use your time like it is everything, like it's something that you cannot waste, okay? So we just figured out one more way for you to become productive, but here is where I'm gonna show you how to get more time for your days and for your weeks. So we just scrutinized that brain dump, but now we're gonna go even further. And this is, by the way, what you should be doing every single day, every single week when it comes to your time, all right? So I want you to go to that second page for our exercises. What you should be seeing is what you see on the top half of my screen right now. You're gonna estimate the time that you can save or give yourself here by going through these four questions. So what you're going to do is you're going to defer back to your brain dump or your calendar and start trying to give yourself more time, decide what's not important or what you don't have to do this week so that you can give or save yourself more time. So I'm going to give you one minute here to go through this. Don't get stuck. Make a best guess. Do what you can to give and save yourself more time. This is all about becoming more selective and purposeful. It's not about doing everything that you want. It's not about getting to every single chore. It's about saying, how do I move my life forward? How do I accomplish the big stuff? And that means you have to be selective. So I want you to go through these now. If you have questions as you're going through them, write those down. We are gonna be in our sponsor booth for another five hours for this event. So come find us and ask those questions and we'll answer those then, okay? All right. As you get through this, I want you to add up any hours that you were able to save yourself or give yourself by doing this exercise. I want you to add it up, I want you to write it down, and then I want you to circle it. All right. Now, normally I'd ask us to come to actually complete this bottom half of the page, but in the interest of time, I'm gonna ask that you come back to this later on, okay? Here is what we're going to do now. I'm going to give you um, maybe another 30 seconds to kind of wrap things up with your brain dump or with the top portion of the time saving and time giving questions. Thank you guys so much for sticking with me so far. I'm gonna wrap it up right now. If you have walked away learning just one thing in the last 20 minutes that I've been sitting here actually teaching, if you've had just one aha moment, that, that was my goal. Now imagine if you got just one great thing out of this in the last 20 minutes, what could you get out of this learning our entire productivity system, right? The idea where you're disciplined enough each and every week to have a clear life vision and a business vision and know where you're going and why you're going there 
to have a detailed plan of action that makes it practical and tactical and tells you what you got to do every single day. There's no mystery to it. And what if you knew how to implement that in the most efficient way possible? For those thinking, I'm going to guess that there's people out there right now thinking like, huh, this feels like one more thing to do. Or I don't have time to have a plan. Listen to me. You do not have the time not to have a plan. I guarantee you, if you would go through our productivity system, all those things that you are currently missing because of time would become 100% possible. You can either continue to tell yourself that you do not have the time that you need to live your life and be authentically you, or you can decide that doing something different like this is really worth it. 